Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. Good evening. It's Saturday night. I'm Cheryl, your dating coach and matchmaker. And again, wishing all of you who might not have been here last weekend a happy new year. You know, last weekend we were talking about romantic resolutions, and I want to kind of continue on in that vein all through this year. And I want to make this year the year of make your love life great. Love your year in 2017. And that's one of the things that I want to do with you on Solo in the City, or if you want through private sessions with me, you can reach me at 844-744-SOLO or through the website and Twitter and Facebook. We're on every social media you can imagine because I want you to be able to reach out to me any way you want. So let's make 2017 your year. Create what you want. You know, a couple years ago, this is how I started. And this is how I got here now by creating and envisioning and going after the things that I want. And I'm not saying it's not work sometimes. It is. But we're worth it. So if you want, remember, you can always reach out to me from any of my social media. And again, 844-744-SOLO. Now, I want to get right into the things that are very important to me, which is your questions. So I'm going to go into the Ask Cheryl box. And I have a letter here from Nicolina. She wrote, Dear Cheryl, I am starting the New Year's as a single person. My boyfriend of five years broke up with me in October of last year. I'm over the hurt, but not sure where to start. I am 35 and quite shy. Should I try online dating? Never have before. You know what? Uh, First of all, I'm so glad you took the time to heal yourself, to put yourself back together and know what you want. And the fact that now you're ready to start again It's great. And it's also great that you're reaching out for help and support because nobody gets anywhere on their own. You know, we have to do the work ourselves, but support is really important to us. So thank you very much for reaching out. Now, online dating, that's a great place to start for somebody who is shy. And I'm going to suggest actually a couple sites that you might want to look at. One of them is uh, BeMyGuest.com. That's a place where you can go and find people who like the same activities as you and then invite them. You just send them an invitation and they accept and off you go. So you get right to the date, which is what it's all about. Another one is um, a new app, or it's not that new, actually. It was created by Whitney Wolf, who was one of the co-creators of Tinder. And her and her boyfriend, um, Justin Mayton was his name, they founded this together and she went off to start her own. And hers is called Bumble, as I said. And Bumble is very interesting because it's the woman, you who gets to go out there and invite somebody. They The men can't contact you. You have to be the one to initiate it. So it's a great way for you to get out there again. This app is really concentrated. Uh, the target market is 25 to 35, so you're right in there. And, you know, the interesting part is predominantly 55 um, percent is operated by women. You know, it's really women going out there and, and being online. So really... I love these two options for you because I think it's a great way to start. And again, um, another thing that will be coming up in the new year is I'm going to be doing some free online seminars. You're going to be able to join that starting January 16th. So if you want, it's going to be a four-week session and you're more than welcome to check it out on Facebook to find out how to be a part of that. I'd love to help you through your process of 
of Singledom again. Now, you remember, I'm also loving to give you dating news right here on Soul in the City on CJAD 800. And the dating news for this week came from UK Match, and they were giving four New Year's dating tips. So one of them is revamp your online dating profile and your personal look. Again, you know what? We change every year sometimes, so why not give your profile a new pick-me-up and even give them ideas of what it is that has changed in the last year and things that you love. It might have changed as well. So keeping the profile up to date is very important. Make the first move. If someone catches your eye, don't be shy. Go for it. I agree. And that's one of the things that I love helping people do is looking at ways in which you can make that opening line, um, whether it's at a coffee shop or a dog run or just looking at somebody on the bus and saying, you know what, I love that coat you're wearing. Where'd you get it? Things like that are just easy openers. And the fact is, you never know who that person is. You never know where you're going to meet the one. He could be standing standing beside you at a bus line. She could be standing beside you at a grocery store. Make the openings. Say yes is number three to bringing a date, someone who isn't your type. I love this. And a lot of people think that they know exactly their type. And when you actually meet the person, there's so many things that you never thought you would consider about that person and thinking that they are totally not your type. And opposites do attract. Now, I say that on a certain level because the fact is opposites attract on certain things, but when it comes to core values, and that's why you have to know your core values, that's where the difference comes in. So you have to have the same moral core values. Leave your baggage behind. You can't move forward if you're always looking backwards. That was their number four. And that, for me, is the first step in anything you're going to do to move forward this year, 2017, your first step is leave 2016 or 15, wherever your baggage comes from. I like to call it history. I don't like the term baggage because it's, to me, heavy and you drag it around. Leave your history behind. And if you have certain things that went on in previous relationships, look at them, understand them, and then make sure you don't repeat the same things in your next relationship. So these are all the little tips that I've, you know, picked up from this article. And also, not only did I pick them up, but I agree with them, except the order. I want you to start with number four, leave your baggage behind. 2017 is all about creating the love you want. And that includes your self-love. You know, I really do believe that every heart should find a home, but it all starts with home sweet home. Now, if I want to talk about different stages of love, and that's one of the things that we're going to talk a lot about in the next month or so, we're going to look at people from all different social economic backgrounds. You know, we have people who are going to be on the show who are in their 80s, who are in their 40s, who obviously, you know, most of the people listening, often coming to me are between 55 and 60. Because they get me, I get them. But the fact is, we all get each other. And you're going to see from today's show, which I'm welcoming three millennial women onto my show and then a special guest for the quickie of the week at the end of the show, after the Kiss Calendar, we are going to be talking about millennial dating. And you're going to see from the people that are going to be joining us here on Cupid's Table that they don't have very many different ideas about dating. They just conceptualize it different. And when it comes down to it, they all want the same things, 
just possibly with a different little twist. Because in the end, we all meet the same way, except if you're, you know, in, in college. Obviously, you can be, be meeting your sweetheart in college. But we meet people the same way. We converse the same way. We have to even respond to social media the same way if we're, you know, dating and having conversations with people via text. There is no secret to it. We have to be open. We have to be clear. We have to be honest. And we have to be authentic and know who we are. So that's what we're going to start with today. And I thought, thought that starting the new year should start with, you know, people who are millennials, you know, people who started their adult life in the new century of 2000. And I'm really excited to share their concepts and share their views on dating with you. I'm Cheryl Besner, and you're listening to Soul in the City. Coming up, as I said, we're going to be talking to three very special women, and Each of them are going to have their viewpoints. It's Brianna Donolo. She is from AskMen.com. Jess Abram. She's a documentary host at Bell 5 TV. And Tanya Shandig. She's a professional dancer and happens to be an assistant producer of Solo in the City. And we're going to be talking about love at every level, with every combination, at every age, all through this month. Follow me on Facebook and, of course, join me here every Saturday night on CJD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. And here we are tonight with Jess Abram. She is the host on Bell 5 of two documentary shows. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. As well, we have Tanya Shandik. She is assistant producer to Solon City and a professional dancer here in Montreal. Hello. And last but not least, that is for sure, is Brianna Donolo. She is from AskMen.com. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Well, you know... Things have changed, I think, a lot since I was 25 and in the dating world, but I'm not so sure just how much they've changed. So, Brianna, I'm going to start off with you. Okay. What do you think is the biggest challenge right now for millennials in the dating world? Well, the oversaturation, I think, and that's that's because of the dating app epidemic. And it's a lot easier to meet people, but it almost it becomes overwhelming because it and it almost dehumanizes dating, I feel. Because there's so much to choose for. It's almost like a, it's, it's awful to say, but it's like a meat market. A meat market. Well, it's so impersonal. Do you feel that way, Jess? Do you think that's a meat market out there? Um, well, like, in ter- like more specifically in terms of like online dating. Okay, so yeah. go yeah, to that Yeah, like one, we were Jess. speaking about before, there's a lot to pick from and it's all a bit overwhelming sometimes and it's all at your fingertips, especially with all the technology we've got. There's no... It, people have no patience or no time to go out and get get to know somebody the organic way anymore. <laughs> yeah. it, that's a word thrown around a lot now is organic, right? And organic used to be that you dated the person that lived next door to you and there was a matchmaker like me. I am a matchmaker. But it used to be somebody who lived on your block that would introduce you to somebody. Okay, that's maybe going way back to horse and carriage days, but that's the general idea. But right now, you're right. There is something going on. And I really feel strongly about this, that in 2017, here we are right now, and the dating scene happens a lot online. But is it really a dating scene or a hookup scene when it comes to especially the millennials. What do you think, Tanya? 
Well, I just want to add what um, they were saying about dating apps. You get a lot of intricacies now that you didn't have in the past. For example, should I text first? Should I not text first? Does that say that I'm desperate? Does that say that I'm needy? I don't want them to know too much. And then you might get into that realm where you're revealing too much via text, and then you're leaving nothing left for in-person communication, for example. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this may actually create a lot of tension. Well, it does create a lot of tension. And the reason is you're not communicating properly. Mm. I mean, here's the thing is, once you meet somebody on an app, you should get from the app to where you want to go because I'm hoping that you're on that app to meet somebody. Now, whether that's for a night or for a relationship is not what we're talking about here. But you want to get to a date, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be about human contact. Definitely. So let me ask you a question. Why do you think that people go back and forth so much from text when the next technology step could be you could FaceTime each other and then have eye to eye contact virtually and then make it plan to get together i think i think a lot of people are just scared they think it's a lot easier to communicate especially people who are more shy right hide behind a screen a little bit until they come out of their shells okay but i i get that but the fact is some people go on these apps and stay on them communicating with somebody for mm -hmm. three weeks a month or three months even and you never know like there's that whole catfishing aspect too you never know who you're talking to it's easy to take someone's picture off of google and pretend to be someone that someone you're not Right. But that's why I'm saying to you, why not go from that first communication? I, I tell people all the time that I work with, you like somebody, you reach out, they respond, and then get on FaceTime. Make sure that they're not doing a little Pinocchio on you oh, and, yeah. and it's the wrong person. And then talk to that person face to face. Get meet 45 minutes, coffee, and get on with you know, the relationship aspect of it. We're talking about millennial dating yeah. right now on CJAD 800 on Solo in the City, and I'm being joined with three fabulous young millennial women, Jess, Tanya, and Rihanna. Tanya, I see you want to make a comment about this. What do you have to say? Well, I just wanted to add, because you're putting your best face forward, right? When you're communicating via text, you can edit, you can think about the thoughts that you're putting forth, and it's not truly the organic... There's that organic you, word again. <laughs> I know I just brought it up. Sorry. It's in the air. Oh, no, it's good. It's good. Um, <laughs> you're editing and you're putting forth a certain image of yourself that is refined and doesn't have all those imperfections. So much easier to just present that. Right. What, what do you think about this, actually? You know, you can always write in to uh, me via Facebook right now, and I will respond to you. I want to know what you think about millennial dating. And if you're of my generation, do you think it has changed? Do you think dating in general has changed a lot? Or call me. 514. No, sorry, that's not the right number. It's 844-744-SOLO. Brianna, what do you think? Has things changed that much? Definitely. And I think because of this whole dating app, you know, the advent of these dating apps, I feel like our attention spans have become a lot shorter. And these hookups oh, yeah. are fast, like, you know, they're fast paced and they're hookup based. And everyone like, since it's so easy, it's at the tip of your fingers. Mm -hmm. It's just like, go, 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 go. No one actually takes the time to get to know somebody for them or it takes a while for them to do so. It's almost like a foreign idea. Do you think that's because we're so used to something better right around the corner? I mean, look at the yes. rate in which we change phones. I mean, you buy a phone, $700, six months later, there's something new. Is it yeah. the same thing in the dating world, do you think? Yeah, also, I, 
like I said before, in, in terms of us being millennials, we have that fear of missing out, that fear of like, what's the next best thing? Where do I go next? Where do I hop to next? Where do I drive to next? We have, like you said, very short attention spans. We always want the next best thing and not only pertaining to technology, but I think relationships as well. Oh, I agree. You know, I was talking with somebody and she said, you know, we're part of the why generation. And I said, well, you know what? You should maybe be what? part of the why not generation, meaning why not stick with something? and see it through and watch it develop and grow because there is something great about change but there's also something great about feeling comfortable with somebody and getting to know somebody and with that we learn a lot about ourselves as well and mm -hmm. how we interact with each other what do you think Tanya? I actually wanted to give a 180 on the topic here and take it away from technology for a bit because you're mentioning how the dating scene has changed and how millennials now interact with it. And I feel like over the past couple of years, there's been a lot of breaking of gender norms and women empowerment, for example. And we have now a 50-50 type relationship where it's not... We're not rely relying on chivalry of men, for example, to open the doors, pay for the bills and whatnot. We have independent women who are going out and approaching the man first, for example, and saying, hey, you want to go out and get a drink, grab a cup of coffee, and picking up the guy, planning the date and whatnot. So change in the topic a little well, bit. Well, no, actually, that's not a change in the topic. It's part of the change of relationships and the way we relate and date. And in around two minutes, I want to address that, actually, because we are talking about how things have changed from when I was dating with the millennials now, and these are all part of those topics. Remember, I want to hear from you as well. You can communicate with me on Facebook right now, and I will respond to you. I have my technology right beside me, and we're going to keep asking these questions, such as chivalry, 50-50. These are all the things we want to know about, and I'm sure you have questions about. Remember, you are the one that this show is for, and we want to hear from you now. Reach out. You're listening to Solo in the City right here on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Desner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is Cheryl Besner, solo in the city on CJD 800, and we are at Cupid's Table where we are getting to the heart of the matter about millennials and have things changed so much. If you've missed any part of today's show, remember, we are on SoundCloud, and if you want to be part of this conversation, you can do so right now on Facebook. Send in your comments, and I will respond. Now, I am being joined at Cupid's Table with Jess, Brianna, and Tanya, all women who are of the millennial age. So, Tanya, you were just talking about the fact that it's not only about technology, which we have already talked about, the fact that technology has played a big role in the change because it, Tinder and things like that were non-existent when I was young. But you also bring up 50-50 and independent. So I, I really want to talk about that because as a matchmaker and as a coach, I always tell women, I believe, on the first date, men should pay. The first date should be short and sweet, maybe just a coffee, but chivalry, I don't believe, should be dead. So comment on that, Tanya. 
Okay, well, I feel like now women are breaking out of those societal defined boxes, for example, that say men need to pay for the date, men need to open up doors, men need to be strong and I like and my show. door opened up That's when fine. I get into That's a car. <laughs> I mean, there's etiquette being polite and whatnot, for example, but for example, my friends, I'm surrounded by strong, independent women that actually fit into what you would call the male-defined societal characteristics. They, they are, they don't show a lot of emotion. We don't hug. Um, we're very straight to the point. Do you think that's good? I want to know. Do you think that's good? Okay, but point <laughs> is, it breaks from the generalization in which like women are fragile and weak and overly emotional. That's I think that was the point I was trying to convey. Is I, that I, we're 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 very like we're put together and we, um, like I, not conveying this point like. No, but I I get where you're going. No, I do get where you're going. But my question is, do we have to give up certain roles that women and men can play with each other within a relationship to be independent? And do we have to split everything 50-50, especially what if the woman makes more money and you're, you're actually in that relationship? Maybe she has to take on a little bit more of the financial role. So I'm really talking about the roles of chivalry. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I said, I like my door open for me when I get into a car, it shows me that he's thinking about me. And I don't think it it belittles who I am. What do you think, Brianna? I think it just comes down to being thoughtful. And also, just when you're in a relationship, you're a part of a team. So when it comes to splitting things, you have to kind of compromise and communicate with one another saying, okay, I like maybe I'm in a more difficult financial position, or maybe you are, but we have to support each other and know that we'll have each other's backs when it's time. It might be you down the road and I'll support you, but it's about being a team and discussing it. And that's the key thing here is the communication on it. And I think when I talk about, for instance, the first date where I believe the man should pay, and mm-hmm. I, I want to get your 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 weigh in on this one. But even though the man should pay on that one, it doesn't mean for every date. And mm-hmm. maybe it should be fifty fifty. And especially for the younger generation, when you're just starting out, you don't have a lot of extra income. But then comes the next stage, the communication, and then you decide how you're going to do it. And by the way. I can tell you that when you're older and you're divorced and you're starting out again, we go through the same things because now you have two people with incomes and you're trying to blend Mm -hmm. a relationship and one might be in a better financial position and be able to travel and go out to restaurants and the other one can't. So it comes down to communication and we Mm -hmm. can't just say, well, it's got to be 50-50 or the man has to pay or the woman has to pay. It's communication. Jess, why don't you comment on this? Um, I also think it's different today because back in the day, it was only like when you were in a couple, it was like a one income house, you know, one car. And it was usually the man that went out to work and came back home. And so it was the era of chivalry because he, he had the money. There was no choice in the matter you know like it was the mom that stayed home with the kids it was the wife and so the man did have it was like kind of his role to support financially but now it's different now we've got two income homes you know two cars three cars the kids are working mom and dad are working to to you know to pay the mortgage or the the double mortgage and it's getting it's getting crazy now I personally grew up on a farm where I wasn't 
treated like a princess. I was taught to work for my money. And um, I'm in a relationship now where it's pretty 50-50. You know, I have thoughts of, like, coming home and bringing my man a bouquet of flowers. Not that he would appreciate it. I think that's great. (laughs) We're talking about millennial dating right now. Right here, Solo in the City at Cupid's Table with three fantastic millennial women, Jess, Tanya, and Brianna. And... This is what I love to do here. You know, CJAD promotes things about community and showing different parts of the community. And the millennials are part of this solo in the city community. And I think it's important that we can also challenge each other. Like I think, you know, on on certain aspects, we do challenge each other. Like, should it be 50-50? And you're right, things have changed. But also, do you think that it's benefiting the relationships, because I think that there's a lot of men and women who aren't sure of the roles. And I see Jess is shaking her head. And, and Tanya, I know you want to say something about this, Tanya. Go for it. Okay, for example, me and my uh, boyfriend just came back from a beautiful vacation in Greece. Had he been the only one financing our yearly trip, I don't think we could have done it as nice as we did. Because it was split 50-50, we were able to go for a nicer destination, a longer period of time, better restaurants and whatnot because we have two incomes contributing to it. And I like what Joss said about like how things have changed from males being the single breadwinner to it being a collaborative partnership. And I think that's a really great example of breaking of gender norms. Why should the male be the one going out to to achieve the income when women are perfectly capable of doing of doing it as well. Why do men have to go out and work when women have to stay home when it could also be the other way around, for example? Like oh, maybe 100%. a man wants to stay home and rear the children, for example. But I don't think anybody's debating that. I think no, no, that no, as a relationship, sure, we're really all in there. It's I just, just feel more... like there's little choice these days anyway. Everything's yeah. just so expensive. It's like, we. It's like, listen, honey, we both <laughs> got to get a job right now. Like, Start hooking. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Somehow I don't think your boyfriend would really react very well to that. (laughs) You know, I just have to say that for me, it's I, I do think that the world, the way it exists now, is actually not so much different than the way I, you know, I thought of it when I was in my 30s, we had to go out and work and and people did contribute and that changed a long time ago. But it's really, I think, right now, the the thought process, and I see this a lot with millennials, where they think that the 50-50 means if you're not 50-50, you're not independent. And Mm -hmm. I think you can be independent and not necessarily be 50-50. That's really the point. So 50-50, very quickly, about reaching out. Each one of you, do you think that it has to be the man or the woman or to reach out for that first date? What do you think, Brianna? I, I'm a little bit more old school. I think that he should at least offer okay. because it's the thought that counts, right? Okay. So, and if, if she's really against it, because a lot of women are really offended by it. It's kind of nice, but a lot of women are like, no, I, I work. I can, I can do it myself, whatever. But it's nice for him to offer. I'm a bit old school like that. And Tanya, you, first date, male or female? I think it's contact specific, so it depends on the people. It could be either yeah, way. And what about you, Jess? Um, I'm pretty like you know, f- feminist, whatever. <laughs> Go but, for it. But on the first date, I, I mean, I. I'm like a serial monogamist here, but like on the dates that I have been on, it's always been the guy uh, to offer and to pay, 
and I, I'm okay with it. So it makes you're, me in feel my, nice. you're in my corner It makes there me too. feel nice. <laughs> all right. Cool. I want to thank all three of you. This has been enlightening, and I love having these conversations because it gives a whole new light. This was talking about millennial dating. I want to thank Jess, Tanya, and Brianna for being on the show. Coming up on the KISS calendar, we're going to hear what's going on this week. Remember, any part of tonight's show you missed, you can hear on SoundCloud. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. We are back. The show is about relating, dating, and mating. I'm your hopeful romantic, and I want to help you get out there and get romantic and do some fun winter activities. One of them is Igloo Fest. You can cuddle up with someone special or meet someone new at this hot and cool Montreal Music Fest back for the special Montreal 375th Anniversary Edition. It starts on January 12th. Artists line up, and you can get tickets and free outdoor events going on. Go to igloofest.ca for more information. Also, skating is a lot of fun, and what better way also to kind of learn how much you can lean on your partner than when you go skating over at the atrium at 1000 La Gauchetière. You can rent even skates there if you don't have your own. I know helmets aren't cool, and they can mess up your hair, but really, wear a helmet if you're a beginner. Anyway, this is going on all the time. There is a food court there and as well music. It's great fun. Now, also on January 20th, I want to remind everybody that we are hosting our live in-studio audience show. You come on down here on the Friday, 1130. You participate in the show because that's what this show is all about. Anyway, it's about you participating. We had a great crowd last year. We have a little nibble. We have some champagne and we talk about what else? Relating, dating, and mating. And again, this is all going to be about how to create the love life you want for 2017. That's going to be the topic. Make love happen. And we're going to start right there on January 20th. The week after our quickie lunch, January 25th, I am hosting with a fantastic woman, Pazit Perez, who does phototherapy. We are doing a workshop on Wednesday night. That's the 25th. It's going to start at 530 till nine o'clock. Come on out. And it's all about make love happen. If you want to change everything about your love life moving forward in 2017, we're going to give you some of the tools to get you started and help you create the love life you want. So check it out on Facebook, and we're going to also be posting the invitation on solointhecity.tv. Now, we are going to continue on with our quickie right now on Solo in the City on CJAD 800, and I am going to be welcoming to studio another millennial, but this time... It's a guy. We need a guy's you on this. So I want to welcome a millennial man. He is a Via Rail conductor and McGill electrical engineer graduate, Alex Lunan. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Cheryl. It's a pleasure. Well, you know, I, I think that it's very important. You know, we just had three wonderful women on the show, Brianna, Tanya, and Jess, and they were talking about how it is in the dating world and how they communicate 
with people that they're either dating or want to date. And I wanted to get your viewpoint. Like, did you find it difficult, first of all, to start going out there and meeting women? Uh, personally, I did because I was in engineering at McGill. And even though Montreal is such a great city for dating, meeting people, I find Montreal is a really warm city. People are so welcoming. Um, in engineering, there really weren't that many people. Um, not, not a lot of women, Not a lot right? of girls, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the number of candidates was limited for me. Um, and uh, for me, I ended up going to online dating, which uh, is, I feel like there's kind of a stigma with that. But Even in, even with the millennials, you even, think there's a stigma? I think there maybe there is still a little bit of a stigma. I mean, I hesitate sometimes to tell people that I met my girlfriend online. Um can but we find out which one you used? It was called Plenty of Fish. You may have heard of it. One hundred percent. Yeah, but um, and for her, she was in fashion, so it was hard for her to meet men too because her it's, program was pretty much all girls. Yeah, it's a predominantly women's uh, industry. Yeah, so I mean, it's. Uh, I wish I could say we met in such a romantic uh, way, but. But you did. You know, whether you meet on Plenty of Fish or you meet, you know, face-to-face and you bump into each other, the fact is, when you see that picture for the first time, I'm sure there's a romantic inclination that happens, no? Yeah, I think so. And that that's part of the the millennial type of dating, as the girls alluded to earlier. And they have, um, they all have their own unique perspective, as Brianna and Tanya and Jess were talking about. Um I'm more of an old-fashioned type of person. I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be my next question. Do you think chivalry is dead? I don't think so, but it's definitely not the norm, I guess, anymore. You don't see it all the time. Um, Personally, I'm more of an old-fashioned person holding doors open, trying to reach for the check. But you know what? There's some girls that really don't like that, and that's okay. I was going to ask you that. Have you ever like opened a door for a woman and she goes, like, I can open my own door? Yeah, definitely. Like, with that, you know that attitude? I love that attitude, by the way. That, and that's <laughs> totally fine. And there are some girls that really love it. They find it romantic. And I guess those are girls that I end up uh, spending time with. But uh, definitely there's some girls that are um, more self-sustaining in a way. They don't want to be looked at as needing to have things done for them. So, and that's great. You know, it's a more open... Uh, situation that we have in the millennial age, and I don't see any problem with that. Well, do you think, um, because one of the conversations, by the way, if you've missed any part of tonight's show, you can go back and hear it on SoundCloud, um, because it is a very interesting dialogue that I had with the three girls. And one of of the girls, Tanya, was actually saying that, you know, she wants to be independent, and she doesn't want a man doing that because, you know, she's independent. But when I asked the, the question, can you not be independent and let the man be chivalrous, you know, the other girls were like, yeah, you know, you can be both. One thing doesn't necessarily have to interfere with your independence, no? I think you're right. Um, And I I know you talk about chivalry a lot on your show, and I agree. I think it's a great thing, Um, and I don't think it's dead. I think you're spot on with that, Cheryl. Um, Thank definitely you. Well, a spot I, I, for chivalry in the, in the world today. Because I think it also helps define roles a little bit. And a lot of a lot of people say, well, that's so old-fashioned, that's so sexist. But the fact is, I think that in general, actually I know from statistics and from all my interviews uh, for the last three years, um, men like feeling protective and want to take care of a woman. They want to provide. You're providers and protectors, first and foremost. That's the, the nature of a man. Definitely. I agree. Um, 
I guess what maybe is changing is with all the kind of cyber dating, um, especially Tinder, it's so easy to uh, go on dates. They mm -hmm. happen very frequently. It can almost be uh, cost prohibitive to be uh, reaching for the bill every time if guys are going out on two or three dates a week, which can happen. I've known some people that are doing that. And uh, it's the new... It's the new age, so... That's why first dates should be short, sweet, and maybe at a coffee shop so you don't have to spend a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> That's my advice for uh, 2017 to millennials and anyone else who is wanting to date. I want to thank you so much, Alex, for coming here and sharing your thoughts with us. Thanks and, so much for having me, Shirley. And giving us that male it. perspective. Oh, and we'll ha we'll have to have you come on again. Maybe we'll get a group of millennial men together or a whole group of men together of different ages. So thanks again. Thank you. Coming up next week, phototherapist Pazit Perez and the love doctor, comedian Paul Ash, will join me live in studio to talk about how you can make love happen. In the meantime, don't forget, Solo in the Cities dating app and matchmaking services are waiting for you to help make that love happen. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. And remember... Keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week.